Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Transforming Trauma. I'm your host, Eve, and today I'm going to be talking about shame and self-blame and as it relates to triggers. I have stories and tips, so please stay tuned for informative um, stuff and hopefully it'll inspire you on your journey. So I'm thinking about triggers, which is not so unusual. Um, Triggers are a huge issue and struggle for people who have been through any kind of trauma, and I think it's a really... It's a very common word that we hear these days, and I want to kind of break it down, as well as um, just bring life to it, bring real stories and feelings and kind of the reality of what it what it looks like and feels like. Um, this month is Sexual Assault Awareness and Prevention Month, and that usually actually brings up a lot of difficult stuff for me each year, as I've been doing advocacy work for about a decade now. And yes, it, it can be triggering to think about trauma every every day, but I've been committed to kind of raising awareness and campaigning about it on my social media pages and in the community. Um, so actually, this past weekend, I had the chance to lead a writing workshop for survivors. Um, it was about cultivating self-compassion, and it was really incredible. Actually, three times as many people came to it as my past workshops, and um, there was definitely some discussion of triggers, directly or indirectly, and it it has me thinking about the topic today and um, the the political climate right now. I I actually didn't see the headline, but I have it on my computer right now. MotherJones.com. Trump declares National Sexual Assault Awareness and Prevention Month. The president, who has been accused of assaulting more than 15 women. And to be honest, I've kind of created a cocoon for myself to protect myself from triggers around, around this exact headline. Um... Ashley Judd had a had a quote 
from the march in Washington about being re-raped by a political system that ordains a cloud, a clown, really bad. So I've been noticing that I think a lot of survivors, including myself, feel emboldened by the president, despite how triggering it's been. And, and I've been wondering, what does it mean as we find our collective voices? And we also need to tolerate how the rest of the world continues to misunderstand and re-traumatize us, including people who love us and just simply don't understand and don't have the tools to learn how to support us or haven't found them yet. Um, Ashley Judd said how this, deciding to navigate family relationships and love, loving relationships is challenging in the years to come under the Trump administration and especially for those who in her life have voted for Trump. So I wanted to take a moment to say that I hear from survivors all the time, people I know and people I don't know, and I'm meeting them professionally. And ever since, you know, my college days of doing my own healing work, I've come into contact with lots of people who, who've come forward and disclosed to me. And I just want to say something in case nobody else says this to you today or tomorrow or the next day. And I want you to hear me very clearly. Don't stop being you. And don't make yourself invisible or feel small. Please, continue sharing, continue reaching out. People that understand and care and want what's best for you will show up. I promise. There is no right way to cope with trauma that others inflict on our bodies. Do what you need to do in order to take care of yourself. Do what you need to do in order to survive this. Be kind and compassionate to yourself. Take as much time as you need. There is no end or expiration when it comes to healing. Remember that this was never your fault. It's not your fault. I want you to know that I believe you and that your pain is so valid. I love you and I'm here for you. I will always defend you and I will always stand with you. I see your pain. How can I help? I love you. It's not okay to blame and shame a survivor, let alone someone you care about and love. I recently found myself defending my advocacy work, and I felt livid that this person does not understand the scope of this issue and how it's touched my life. If they only knew how many people who I care about have had sexual trauma. And as Ashley Judd so succinctly stated, it remains, for me, the worst thing that's ever happened in my lifetime, and I know that that is true for so many of the people who I've met over the years. So what is a, a trigger, besides the trigger of having to defend your, your healing and besides the trigger of somebody, you know, making you feel like something was your fault that relates to the sexual trauma? Or let me just break it down. As survivors, we know triggers. They can occur anytime. Something in our current environment reminds us of the past. Even if it doesn't throw us backwards in time in such a way that we end up re-experiencing and reliving memories of the trauma, it can set off an intense feeling of helplessness, dread, terror, panic, disgust, shame, rage, or despair. It can make us feel crazy, particularly when we're not yet aware of our, what our triggers are and don't understand that we're being triggered or don't have clear memories of what happened to, to us to provide the context. As survivors, it's important when, the, when we feel crazy to ask if we may have been triggered, and if so, by what? The sights, sounds, tastes, smells and sensations that can elicit abuse memories, evoke strong emotions associated with the past, or produce flashbacks may seem limitless to us as survivors. But some triggers can be avoided once we know what they are. Many triggers can be eliminated by relatively simple means, and often partners and friends are willing to make changes if we don't automatically assume those changes are too much to ask. 
As survivors, we sometimes don't realize we have a right to request certain conditions and relationships that could help us feel less triggered. Oh boy, that's a big one. Dealing with triggers as a survivor involves a gradual process of recognition about the impact of our histories, separation of ourselves and our childhood selves, separation of partners and other people in our lives from the offenders, and separation of the past and the present. All of these require that we specifically focus on the differences between now and then rather than the similarities that automatically come up through both conscious and unconscious associations. So for me, this topic is personal. I've been learning a lot about triggers over the past few months, and I feel hopeful, like I just shared, that I can minimize their frequency and the impact they have on my life by identifying them and then later communicating with the people I'm close to so they can support me if and when I'm triggered. It's really, really hard work, and it requires a lot of gentleness. Um, so be kind to yourself in this process. I have a friend dealing with this right now, and it's, it's really, it's so painful, and it's so hard, but I know, I know that there's hope. Um, I want to go into this other topic related about shame and self-blame, because I, I really feel like f- for a lot of us, the trigger just puts us right back into kind of feelings from earlier on in our trauma history and the feelings that we we dealt with during the trauma or right afterwards. Shame is a normal human feeling, and we've all felt it at some point. How can we grow up can influence our feelings of shame? What lessons that we learned? Um, when adults correct behaviors without placing labels, children learn to believe better without losing self-respect. Sorry, I meant to say that Children learn to behave differently without losing self-respect. However, if a child learns that certain behaviors are bad, they may begin to identify with a feeling of badness. As a result, they may either start to live up to these labels or work tirelessly to avoid them. It is therefore a natural defense to disconnect in order to avoid these uncomfortable or damaging feelings. When we feel ashamed of ourselves, we are more likely to withdraw from others or settle for relationships that are not fulfilling or may even be abusive. So for survivors of sexual violence, feelings of shame about their abuse can be pervasive. Often survivors feel responsible for the actions of others. Many blame themselves for the trauma they experience, and there are a number of reasons why this happens. Sometimes the survivor is blamed directly and told, this is your fault. Other times it may be implied in more subtle, nonverbal ways. In order to make sense of something so senseless, it may be easier for a survivor to feel at fault. What is easier to think? I did something to cause this, or I had no control over what happened? Ask yourself that. Taking responsibility seems to give a sense of control, although that control is only an illusion. Blaming yourself for the inappropriate and inexcusable behavior of others deepens feelings of shame. Feelings of shame and self-blame also develop when survivors believe that they are encouraged or participated in the abuse or assault Our society reinforces those self-blaming messages through the rape culture in which we live. It's very common for survivors to still feel connected to their abuser, even when they are being hurt by them. This may have been the only time that they received what seemed like positive attention. Sometimes survivors experience shame over how their bodies physiologically respond when they were being touched. Sometimes survivors are violated repeatedly before they understand that what is happening is wrong. They are extremely harmful but very common aspects of abuse that can hinder your ability to hold on to the truth that what happened was not your fault. Letting go of shame allows survivors to begin the grieving process so essential to the development of a healthy sense of self. This grieving process allows survivors to feel the sadness of their lives 
without reliving it or denying it. By accepting the sadness and hurt as part of their past, survivors no longer have the need to protect themselves from the destructive effects of shame. You can let go of shame, recognize when you are feeling shameful, and learn how to protect yourself from its effects. So find someone trustworthy to talk to and get support. Many people feel shame and are understandably uncomfortable sharing these experiences. They worry that their audience will think less of them, abandon them, be disgusted, or be too much. Hear that one a lot. However, once you're able to find someone who you can trust and begin to discuss your safety and vulnerabilities, you'll find that you can move on from these feelings. Marilyn Cloyter identifies how sharing authentically to a trusted person can lessen the impact of trauma. This includes feeling alienated, reducing the bond to the abuser, increasing self-compassion, developing self-knowledge and building relationships, developing a sense of empowerment. There is so much more information that I would love to share about ending alienation and increasing self-compassion and all of these great coping skills that I've been studying over the past few years. But for now, I just want to thank you for listening and I want to share this uplifting quote that I heard on an On Being podcast with Vessel von der Kolk. He says, I think trauma really does confront you with the best and the worst. You see the horrendous things that people do to each other, but you also see resiliency, the power of love, the power of caring, the power of commitment, the power of commitment to oneself, the knowledge that there are things larger than our individual survival. Some of the most spiritual people I know are traumatized because they have seen the dark side. In some ways, I don't think you can appreciate the glory of life unless you also know the dark side of life. And the traumatized people I know certainly know the dark side of life, but they also see that the other side better. Thank you for being with me. I hope you've learned something. And, and thank you so much for being open to talking about these difficult things. Next month, I'll be hosting a special podcast with a survivor friend on the topic of how moving and change can be triggering and how allies can better support their survivor, survivor loved ones, perhaps in the middle of a big transition or move and big change in their life. Um, thank you for listening, and please check out the Beyond Surviving podcast and rachelgrantcoaching.com. Have a great day. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.